Renata Bernardi, and this is the Job Hunting Podcast, where I interview experts and professionals and discuss issues that are important for job hunters and those who are working to advance their careers. So make sure that you subscribe and follow, and let's dive right in. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a lovely festive season. As this episode goes out into the world, Christmas 2021 is behind us and the new year is a few days ahead. There are so many dreams and hopes we have postponed for the past two years. I am sure many of you will agree that the end of 2021 and the beginning of a fresh, brand new year is a very exciting and hopeful prospect. I wish all of you listeners all the very best in 2022 and hope that you make your dreams come true, live your life purposefully and enjoy the journey as well as the destination. It's summer in Australia and I'm taking a break from weekly podcasting to spend time on the beach and relax with my family and friends. So today we're rebroadcasting a special episode that I think is a good one for this time of the year. If you don't have a job, it will help you set your expectations and make powerful and achievable goals for the year ahead. And if you have a job and you're considering moving on from it, this episode will help you set your goals pragmatically. It's a win-win for all listeners. This episode and the comprehensive blog post that is a companion to it, which you can find on the link that's available in this episode show notes, it's the link to my website's blog. They are an extract from one of the lessons from my online course and group coaching program, the Job Hunting Made Simple program. Job Hunting Made Simple is coming back in February and some of you may be ready to join this great program that has been so successful to past professionals who attended it in previous years. So if you want to learn more and register your interest in participating in the next group coaching program that starts in February, please go to my website renatabernardi.com. There's a link to find out more about it in the episode show notes as well. Okay, so let's listen and learn more about the recruitment process and how it affects you, the job seeker. And Happy New Year, everyone. Job hunting usually takes longer than you think. I know you don't like the sound of that. However, I did not start this podcast to sweeten the pill for you, did I? I started it to tell you like it is. And in this episode, the first episode of our 2021 series, I am going to take you behind the scenes into my Job Hunting Made Simple online course and group coaching program. In this lesson, which is lesson one of the recruitment and selection module, which is module four of the program, I explain how positions are typically designed, approved, and advertised by organizations. Being aware and understanding the whole recruitment and selection process is an essential aspect of a successful job hunting pursuit. If you want to play the game to win, you need to understand the rules of the game. Am I right? It's also important to understand the process or game from the other player's point of view. Why was this role advertised? How? What is the organization trying to achieve by having this role, this specific role? What does it mean for the organization to invest time, money, and resources to advertise this role and have this position on board? In the Job Hunting Made Simple online course and coaching program, we start each module by raising awareness of the problem at hand. 
In this case, the recruitment and selection process. You're about to hear is the first lesson in that module four. Then what we do in the next lessons is we focus on how to play the very best game to win. How do you become the best candidate going through the recruitment and selection process? So usually each module has between three to five lessons so that we can really dig deep and ensure that by the end of each module, the candidate is ready, feels confident, and can activate a great game, a pitch, and in this case, nail the recruitment and selection process in the weeks ahead so that they can get that great job that they want. Okay, now you know what this episode is all about. I hope that you're curious to hear about it. So let me tell you, let me tell you what it really takes to find a job through a recruitment and selection process from start to finish. Here is lesson one, module four of the Job Hunting May Simple program. Let's start lesson one of week four, recruitment and selection. So today we are going to go through a whole series of rules of twos. And we will very simply uh, understand the selection process in a very complete and accurate way. Not just from the point of view of the candidate, but really thinking holistically, comprehensively, what's going on behind the scenes on the other side of the wall when you're sort of thinking about your application so much. But, you know, I want you to have the confidence and the sense of control that you know what's going on on the other side of the field. In this lesson, you will learn all the steps companies go through in order to advertise a role, how hiring decisions are made, and how the selection process unfolds. Two ways rules. Let's break the entire process down to very simple actions and go through it in detail. So the two ways a job vacancy is created. There is a vacancy that can take up to three to four months to be approved or there is a completely new role that can take up to a year or more to be approved, okay? So a vacancy is when somebody resigns, somebody is very sick and unwell, um, somebody is uh, structured out of the the position, you know, um, let go because they're not performing well, fired, underperformed, or there was some um, very uh, challenging situation the person had to leave. Even then, um, depending on how bureaucratic the organization is, it can take a long time for that role to be advertised again. If it's a new role, um, the budget approval for that can be quite time consuming if the organization is complex and big and bureaucratic. So as you can imagine, there is a lot at stake, both when there is a vacancy of an existing role or if it is a new role. The two ways a job vacancy is filled is through a promotion internally, a position filled by an internal candidate. So as a position is made vacant or a job, a new role is being designed, there is a a lot of people already sort of being considered for that role. Succession planning is a big part of team development, human resources and professional development internally. 
And there could be people that are keen to apply for that role or being considered for that role by their managers. However, uh, many times either there isn't somebody internally or there is also a need to advertise externally, either because policies and procedures, protocols require the position to be advertised or because they want to make sure that the very best candidate for that role is the one that gets the position. So they want to compare and contrast the internal candidate with whoever advertised from an external environment and see who the best candidate is. So it is advertised um, internally or externally. Sometimes organizations are so large and complex that even an internal advertisement can bring in lots of interesting candidates and made to be filled by an internal or external candidate, as I said. So those are two, two ways a position can be filled. Two ways a job vacancy is promoted. So if it's decided that um, a job will be advertised externally, it can be done so in-house. So the manager and or HR handles the process. They develop the job ad, they develop the position, well, the position description is possibly already developed and approved by then, but the job ad is done. They will then go to platforms like LinkedIn or Seek or Indeed or other platforms that we will soon address in this presentation, and they will buy space on those platforms, sometimes pay for specific ads and advertise, or they may decide to hire a recruitment agency to support the manager and the HR team with initial recruitment stages because that can be very time consuming. Or if it's a senior role, they may instead um, have to outsource this to a search company. So those are what we call headhunters or search professionals, and they will find C-level heads of candidates to be considered for those roles. Sometimes uh, search companies won't even advertise. They will just look within their pool of candidates and within their networks. Sometimes they will advertise those roles. It really depends on, on the position and um, what's at stake. Two ways a job vacancy is filled. Through formal application, the applicant is an unknown applicant. Nobody knows that applicant. The position was advertised on LinkedIn, Indeed, newspapers, and nobody knows that candidate until they apply. Or another way a job, a job vacancy is filled is through a uh, referral. The candidate is known to someone, to the manager, to somebody in HR, to colleagues inside that organization, the recruitment agency, or recruitment agency contacts. In fact, there are incentives for company staff within recruitment agencies for recruiters to identify great candidates and present them for those opportunities. So I have worked for organizations where if I presented and recommended great candidates for a specific role that was um, advertised and that person then got the role, I would uh, receive a compensation, a bonus of $1,000, $2,000. So the compensation is quite good. $5,000, I remember uh, at times. Never got one though, but uh, yeah, they, they, they were there um, if um, 
if you know if you recommend good people for for positions three steps before an ad is made public what happens before you even get to see the job ad depending on the size of the organization the job ad can be drafted finalized and reach the internet in a matter of hours so if it's a small organization or a very nimble uh, organization that works in a very flexible way a very startup way you know a position is made vacant or a new position is approved uh, a few hours later, it's advertised. Or in a large organization, the position description and job ad need to go through a very thorough approval process that can be very lengthy. And it takes forever for that point between the approval coming through and the job actually reaching the market. You know, that's more of my experience. Remember, I've worked in public sector, not for profit. uh, So it needs board approval. It needs to go through a whole internal uh, red tape um, and it could take a while, three months, four months even. In a large organization, the position description, job ad, and request to advertise a new or existing role can take months. It may need to be cross-checked to see if it is really required and or if there are internal candidates that may transition into the role and or if there are affirmative action candidates, that is minorities not well represented in the company that need to be given a first go through special channels. Now, these are very important uh, policies and procedures that need to take place. So, for example, if an organization is really large and there is a strategy to reduce um, an existing structure, So let's say there is a subsidiary that is uh, going through a restructure and they are considering uh, making people redundant. There could be some people sitting on the bench that could transition into other parts of that large organization. And if opportunities are made, then we need to consider are there people here sitting on the bench that could transition into those roles. So it's an important cost-effective way to consider moving good people around, but also a way to keep your great employees, keep the corporate knowledge internally, make sure that people uh, that you want to keep Uh, you were able to keep and transition them into good roles. And then the other aspect is, of course, minorities that are not well represented and there could be opportunities uh, within specific channels that the organization works with to see if they can be identified and brought in for interviews prior to the the position being advertised more widely. So, you know, uh, going through all of that, if you really want a candidate to come through quickly, can be very time consuming for the whole department and put a lot of things in st- on standby, but it needs to be done. In a large organization, when a job is given the green light, a lot of ground has been covered. Possibly 70% of the energy and resources 
you know, happen even before the position is advertised externally. In a small organization, advertising for a role is a very big deal, even if it happens quickly and, and fast and, and it's uh, less complicated uh, and bureaucratic. It's still a very big investment for small organizations to bring in somebody new. Uh, there is a lot of expectations to be met and usually the person coming in needs to make sure that they can add value to the team in more ways than one and, and be very open to, you know, get their hands dirty, do all kinds of different jobs, even if the position descriptions is, is specific in a small organization. Uh, sometimes it's all hands on deck and um, it's a big deal to um, include a new member of the team. It's a big budget consideration. Three types of job postings. Now let's look at how job ads reach the interweb. Job ads are posted in traditional channels, LinkedIn jobs, Seek, Indeed, and companies' websites are the traditional ways that jobs are advertised and how also candidates look for jobs traditionally and and the majority of candidates would quickly go into LinkedIn or seek.com and now indeed is is uh, widely used as well but job ads are also shared on personal and company social profiles so LinkedIn personal and company profiles both the hiring organization so for example let's use as an example Ericsson, okay, big international company, they will have um, a LinkedIn profile. They may even have, I, I just pulled that out of my head, but they may even have country-specific LinkedIn profile. They could have an Ericsson Australia. Uh, they could Bosch, another company, they could have Bosch and they, they could have Bosch Australia. If a position is made available, it's very, very likely that those organizations would write a job uh, a post on LinkedIn to to advertise that job. It's also very likely that the individuals in that company that are close to that position, either uh, because they work in HR or because they work within that team that's hiring, that they would write posts so that people within their, their network know that they're hiring and that they can, within their circle of, of influence, they can uh, bring in good, high quality candidates. Also, if the organization decides to outsource part of the recruitment and selection to a recruitment agency or an executive search uh, company, those organizations also have LinkedIn profiles and they will be posting on those LinkedIn profiles and those partners or consultants that work for them will also in their personal LinkedIn profile be promoting those opportunities because it's in their best interest to promote it as widely as, as possible. And they know that people that follow their company links and their personal links are people that are interested in their careers, people that are looking for jobs. So they will be posting there as well. Now, Twitter, same as LinkedIn, both personal and company accounts. Depending on your sector, um, Twitter can be quite a good way of identifying good job opportunities. Facebook and LinkedIn groups. Now I have seen more and more positions being advertised on Facebook 
private groups. I am not yet a very big fan of LinkedIn groups. I haven't seen LinkedIn groups be as intimate, exciting, social, community-oriented as the Facebook professional groups. I am involved in quite a lot of Facebook professional groups. I have tried the LinkedIn professional groups. I have found them really bland, really, you know, not exciting and very static, whereas the Facebook groups are much more interactive and add, add more value to me as a professional. And on those groups, I have seen more and more people uh, placing job opportunities there, both small business and large businesses placing uh, their job opportunities with links to either LinkedIn or seek.com um, on the Facebook posts. Job ads are also shared on special boards. Now, I really like special boards for job opportunities. I think that employers that take that step further into identifying the best job boards for their positions that they are advertising are special employers and they are looking for the very best candidates. I also believe that if they take the time to find those special boards, that they will give a higher importance to the job, uh, the candidates that come through those boards because they have already funneled, they kind of self-select the candidates. So if you apply through those um, job boards, you will be perceived as higher quality candidates as a former recruiter, somebody who, as a manager, used boards like that, I did that. And as a colleague and uh, somebody who networked with other recruiters, um, that's the feeling that I had also from my counterparts in other organizations. So the boards I'm talking about in Australia, there is a website called Pro Bono, and that website is a newsletter, is a think tank for the not-for-profit sector. It's a really a great website to follow if you're interested in the not-for-profit sector in Australia, and they have a great job board for the sector. So that is a good one to follow. Ethical jobs, not just for the not-for-profit sector, but for every organization out there that is interested in identifying candidates that care about working for ethical organizations. And um, that's a good one as well to look into. Alumni job board, especially if you're early in your careers, and by early, I mean up to six years, six year post-graduation, I would go into the university alumni platforms and check those. Uh, Monash and Deakin and Melbourne University. I'm based in Melbourne, so I'm using those as examples. They have great job boards and um, I'm assuming many other universities also do. Professional and industry associations also tend to have great job boards. So if you are a member of a professional association, check out your website and see the um, job boards that they have, if any. And if they do, have a look at those. They tend to be very good quality. So in this lesson, what we went through was what's happening behind the scenes at the organizations that you are applying for, how hiring decisions are made, which means you need to be creative and resourceful in how you get noticed for promotion and job opportunities. It's not just going to seek.com and applying randomly and high numbers that you will get opportunities. You will get opportunities if you remember how 
the opportunities come about in the first place and all the step that opportunities go through before they're actually advertised on seek.com. So there you need to be somebody who is high networked internally within your organization so that you know that job vacancies are available, that you know that new positions are being designed, that internal candidates are being considered. And then you need to be ready to apply once the jobs are out there. And remember that if you are applying on seek.com or LinkedIn or any of those job boards, you are applying at the tail end of the process and you need to be patient and interested and have a very high quality application to stand out because everybody's already excited and ready for whoever is the best candidate to start as soon as possible. So you've learned how the selection process unfolds and you can then now empathize with the team running it and understand all the different players and all of the different aspects of a great process and a very complex process happening that puzzle. Hello again, I hope you found it useful learning about the recruitment and selection process and also taking a sneak peek inside my online coaching program. From start to finish, the recruitment and selection process is quite complex and it takes much, much longer than from a job candidate point of view. In my experience, once the job hunters know the challenge and the complexity of hiring new professionals for the organization, they become more mindful and more empathetic and switched on to the employers and the recruiters' needs. If you are interested in learning more about the Job Hunting Made Simple online course and coaching program, I will be running it again as a group coaching program starting February. It's a seven weeks program and it's ideal for people who are really keen to job hunt, find a new job, uh, rediscover um, a new career path and really take their career you know, further and to that next level. So if you're interested, go to my website and register your interest to attend. It's renatabernardi.com, R-E-N-A-T-A-B-E-R-N-A-R-D-E.com. If you're not yet subscribed to my newsletters, go to my website and sign up now. There's a link in the episode show notes to subscribe, or you can Google my name, Renata Bernardi, and you will find me. If you're new to this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and check our backlog of episodes because there could be an episode very exciting for you just waiting to be heard. And if you're a regular listener and you enjoy the content, please take a couple of minutes and leave me a review on iTunes or Google. It means the world to me if you can show your appreciation for the show. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now.